0: Well, good morning. Peace be with you. Uh, Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9. Hear the word of the Lord. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, I thank you for your word. And we're we're just grateful that we can be uh, together and know the power of your Holy Spirit. It works through your word every time we read it. So we pray that your spirit would move among us and open our hearts and our minds that we would receive what you have for us this day. And gracious Lord, will you also then take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine, because we know that you will take even the simplest thing and do a miracle with it. So do that now again here in our midst this day. In Jesus name. Amen. We are making our journey through Lent here. We are taking a a walk uh, through our study and through this series, The Walk. And we're in week five. It is almost Easter, folks. It is crazy how quickly that, that happens. Um, But as we were walking, we have been talking about how important it is that we would come together in worship, right? But then also we would spend time in prayer every day, and we've talked about how we can do that five different times during the day. We've talked about the, the significance of coming together to be able to study God's Word, encourage one another, challenge one another with it. And then also just the importance of spending a little bit of time every day on our own, um, just taking a time to read maybe five verses or five chapters a week or just to know God's voice, to hear God's voice and, and to see how God is leading us because there's power in the word of God. We've talked about how when we come together to serve, we can make a big impact on our community and on our world. But we also need to take moments to just offer kindness, a couple, couple little things every day that can offer kindness and make a difference in our community. Last week, we talked about how when we come together, we can make a difference when we give and, and great things can happen when we give. But we've also said that we, need, we should be challenging ourselves to how are we able to give? Are there five ways over the next month or, or even in the next year that we can significantly um, give and make an impact in mission or in the life of the church or in the life of, of someone that we know? So this morning, we want to talk about um, another thing, one of the other essentials in in living the Christian life is being able to share our faith, to be able to Speak uh, the gospel into someone's life, and to be able to share that. And so, coming together again, we come together and we share and bear witness to the goodness of God in, in our community as a congregation, as a church, right? Because because we are a place where people are welcome to come and participate in worship, and and we um, also are are a church that's always open, right? There's always something going on, and uh, whether it's a craft show or boys scouts, or or we're always welcoming people in, and then helping to participate in things within the community as well. So our name then becomes uh, synonymous with those who who act like God, who, who share God, and that's one of our missions as well, that we would be able to share, um, share God with people. And then we're going to hear also of a challenge that we would, on our own, individually, be able to share our faith several times throughout the course of the year, at least, if not more. That's where we are this morning. Because these are the essential practices of the Christian faith. And we really want to encourage one another in participating in these as, as we develop our faith, as we grow in our faith, and as we grow together as a congregation. I'm so grateful that, that we have this life and this experience Right we have all in some way been shaped by uh, by others because other people have shared their faith with us, and it's incredible how when you hear someone's faith story or when you're in conversation or maybe as you've been uh, as you grew up as a child and you heard somebody else talking about their faith, it strengthens our faith. Or maybe even helps bring into focus what it is to even have a faith of our own in Jesus Christ. I know that there are many that I could name, right? I could, I could talk to you and I have shared with you about my parents or my grandparents. Um, there are all kinds of youth leaders that have been important in my life and different pastors that have really helped shape my life but but i would say that probably you know in the moments in the in the season where i was really taking on my faith for myself in the in the ways that i was recognizing that i wanted to 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 declare for myself that I believe in Jesus and I want to live my life for God. Not only, not, no longer was it just what my family did, but this was what I wanted. This is where I wanted to be and how I wanted to live my life. There are two women that I would say were very um, instrumental in that part of my life, in that season of my life. And they were two of my youth leaders when I was in high school, Diane and Jean and there's something significant about, about how Diane and Jean spent their time with me. Because listen, my youth pastor, he was awesome. And, and if he's listening, he's gonna need a little shout out. So shout out, Mark. You're the best. But um, but there were of course those times when I just needed to be able to, to be able to have conversation and have somebody listen. I think that's one of the really important parts is that we need to be able to listen to those around us. And and if we're going to be sharing our faith with someone, then we need to hear what they're going through. We need to be able to listen so that we know what it is that God needs us to be able to speak. And the best thing is that Diane and Jean, they spent time, we had fun, You know, we were doing all kinds of fun games and activities and going on trips and all that kind of stuff but they also taught a really good Bible lesson. (laughs) And then they would listen to me as I asked questions, as I worked through what it was to be a teenager and how this life of faith could be my own. There's a scripture in James chapter one, verse 19, and it says, dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. These women were quick to listen in my life. They did not bring judgment. They did not bring, uh, you know, all of these directions or rules. They just wanted to hear what was going on in my life. They wanted to let me ask questions and help help guide me, right? They wanted to offer Jesus how God can work in our lives, how God had worked in their lives. My parents were the ones who were telling me where I needed to go to college, right? They were the ones who were, who were helping me try to figure out what my career would be because let's be real, it's 16, 17, 18. We've got it all figured out, remember? So I was really grateful for those two women who were quick to listen and give encouragement. And you know, friends, there's a lot of people in our community, there's a lot of people in this world, and more and more of them know nothing of God. More and more of them have never heard Jesus. They've never heard the stories of Jesus. They don't know the power of Jesus in your life. They don't know and understand how wonderful it is to be a part of a community of faith. They don't understand the, the, the joy that comes, the the power that comes from being able to listen and share and encourage and support. and They need to hear it. But the only way they're going to hear it is if we listen. Because unfortunately, a lot of times, these days especially, we have become very critical. We've become um, quick with a a response of anger or, or a response of condemnation. And those things prevent people from hearing the gospel. Those things prevent people from hearing the love of Jesus. And I want you to hear how Jesus approached these people. Just in these few short verses, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus didn't go storming into the midst of a crowd going, what a bunch of sinners. You all aren't doing it right. Here's how you do it. He had compassion on them. He he had a heart for them. He wanted them to understand that no matter who they were or what they were going through, that there was a shepherd who could lead them. And it was not a forced will type of thing but it was a way of coming alongside of listening, of offering compassion, not pity, not not seeing someone and going, oh, I feel so bad for you. He had this, this compassion and it's talked about several times in the gospels to describe how Jesus approached people. He had compassion. It was this deep and emotional soul stirring that caused him to love these people to want to be with them, not just to give instructions. You have to do this and then your life will be better or we'll all be better off if you would just. He listened. He brought compassion. He offered help and healing. And that is what we are called to do. Without being critical, without condemning, Jesus said to his disciples, ask the Lord of the harvest. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the harvest field. There are a lot of people who are ready to hear about Jesus, but we need to actually tell them. They actually need to hear about Jesus and that can only happen if we share it. Just because our doors are open for people to come doesn't mean they're gonna come. We need to let them know that there's something worth having here. And so the first thing I wanna challenge us to is to pray that we would be praying for those who do not know God that we would all add, right? If we're praying five times a day right now, at least, right? We're praying when we get up at each meal and when we go to bed. So add into one of those prayer times, a prayer for those who do not know God and ask God to reveal the places and the people where you might be able to share your faith. Maybe God is calling you to share your faith with your kids. Listen, we can bring our kids to church But that doesn't mean that they necessarily get it. So let's make sure that as parents, we're sharing our faith. Let's make sure that even as parents of of adult children, we're still sharing our faith. Let's make sure that we're sharing it with our, our grandchildren, with our nieces, with our uncles. There might be people in your family that need to hear who God is in your life, and that might make all the difference in their life. So maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's somebody you work with. Maybe, maybe it's somebody that you are, are in a club with or that you uh, serve the community with, right? Maybe it's another parent on the baseball team or, or somebody that you play cards with or, or someone that, that you meet with every, every month for lunch. You just have a group of friends that meet. So be praying about who it is that God would have you share your faith with. And then don't be surprised if if it also ends up being that person that you're just trying to offer that bit of kindness to. I had someone share with me last night that they just wanted to offer that kindness. She said she heard my voice. I think she heard the nudge of God, but not my voice. It was God talking to her, right? Somebody was just having a really hard day and, and she was at the grocery store and she just walked over to the woman and said, I don't know what's going on, but it looks like you're going through a rough time and I'm gonna pray for you. And she said, thank you so much. And she actually shared about what was going on in her life. Don't be surprised if you think this is just some simple thing and all of a sudden God says, now tell her why you've got hope in me. Because that's another thing that scripture tells us in 1 Peter 3.15, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Now we're all thinking, wait a second, how do I do that? Here's five simple questions. I want you to think about this because it's really that simple. But if we don't practice it, if we don't, if we don't think about it, then it feels a little overwhelming. So I'm gonna make sure that this is in our weekly email too. So if you don't get our weekly newsletter email, make sure you write on your way out, or if you're there on the chat, make sure you put your email. Um, you can write it on the end of one of the, the bulletins, stick it in the, in the offering basket back there, or, or just put it in the chat. Chat will see it and <laughs> we'll get it. Five little questions to help us shape a simple way of sharing our faith. Think about this. What was your connection to church growing up? Are you one who was in church all the time? Or were you one of those kids who just saw that there were churches and some of your friends maybe went or you just never had anything to do with it? Maybe, maybe you were the one person in your family who went because a neighbor kid was going and you wanted to go too. What was your connection to church growing up? And then how was your family associated with church? Were you the only one in the family that went? Did your whole family go every week? Were you there with your parents and your grandparents and everybody? Was it just you? Did you have did your family have nothing to do with church? The next question, what was your life like before Jesus? I mean, I knew I knew Jesus from the time I could I could talk. I was never out of the church I've always been in the church so I always knew who Jesus was but like I said, it was only when I was like in my teen years that I started to really grasp what it meant to have a faith in Jesus for myself and and so before what was what was life like before you really knew Jesus maybe maybe you didn't even know Jesus until you were 60 some years old whatever your story is. What was your life like before you knew Jesus? Then, number four, how did you come to faith in Jesus? How did you come to faith? Was it a friend that brought you? Was it a family member that was talking to you about Jesus? Did you, did you just show up at, at a church one day? Was it always a part of your life? How did you come to faith in Jesus? And then my last question is, what has your life been like since putting your faith in Jesus? What's your life been like since you've put your faith in Jesus? Because these simple little questions, when you come to an answer, you can put that together in less than five minutes and be able to share your faith who Jesus is to you, how Jesus has been important in your life, what your life has been like because of that relationship of faith. And that is all you need. Because then whenever you come in contact with somebody or, or, or your, your grandson comes over and, and he's just having a really hard time, maybe that might be the opening. That might be the opening that, that you're able to say, you know what? I hear you, man. I remember what it was like to be a teenager. That wasn't always easy. Let me tell you, let me tell you how I've made it through. Or that coworker who just needs some encouragement. And when you're able to say, here is the hope that I have. And this is the reason I have that hope. It's because of my faith in Jesus. Lives will begin to change. So we need to pray about who we're going to. Be, God wants us to share our faith with. And then we need to be able to have a story to be able to tell. And then we need to look for opportunities to be able to share Jesus. And why not take an opportunity to be able to invite people to worship, to invite people to church? Friends, this is a great season to be able to do it. Do you know what's happening next weekend? Next weekend is Palm Sunday. We get to watch the kids run around with the palms. Yes! But then there's also a breakfast. I mean, hi, if it's not enough to like say, hey, come watch the kids run around with a parade and sing songs, because that's adorable. Who doesn't want to see that? There's also food. Come for a pancake breakfast and sausage. It's some of the best sausage around, I'm just saying. But that's a great time to be able to invite people to come. And Easter, we're going to have sunrise service and our regular services, and they're just going to be, they're going to be awesome even greater, right? Because we always try to show up a little bit more for Jesus on Easter Sunday. So invite people, take this challenge because we as a faith community, we can do this. We're already witnessing to who God is and the love of God in our community and in our lives. But we need to take this challenge as well. Be be intentional with it, Be, be prayerful about it be willing to be used as we're willing and able participants, then, then lives are changed and transformed. And we don't know what part we get to play in it because I don't know how it happened for you, but in my life, it, I didn't like hear about the story of Jesus, believe that moment. And, and all of a sudden my life was completely different. Now, some people do go through that, but not everyone has that conversion experience like Saul on the road to Damascus, right? That blinding experience and a complete transformation. As disciples, though, we're called to learn and grow and continue to strive in our efforts, knowing that it is only by God's grace and and by God that we are able to continue to live a life that is honoring to him. But we still have to tell people about it because if we don't speak up the story isn't told there's a newer song on the radio called the commission by the group kane and the chorus the chorus has really been sticking with me in the last week or so go tell the world about me i was dead but now i live i've got to go now for a little while but goodbye is not the end cuz that's thing is that that the story is not over. The story's not over, the story continues. Somebody needs to hear that wherever they are in life is not the end, that there is more. And the only way they're gonna hear it is if we go and tell them. But, But they get to hear that the story is not over. They get to hear that because our Savior lives. While we come and and celebrate around a table communion, while we recognize the fact that our Savior came and offered himself, his body and his blood as a sacrifice for us, that all of our sins would be washed away. Not everybody knows that. So this morning, as we hear this challenge, as we hear this challenge to be able to share Jesus, we also get to come to this table. We get to come to this table to receive the bread and the cup and be reminded that this was not only for you and for me, But Jesus did this for all the world. Amen.